going up. Yes, 10th floor. Hey, what are you doing? Get off! Hey, get off me! Get off! Sorry about that. It seems you caught your good pal the Spectre in a brawl. Um, anyways, tonight's story, I give you stuck in an elevator with a serial killer. My mom has been sick now for a few years with cancer. This year has taken a turn for the worst. By the end of it, I don't see my mom making it. It's sad. But unfortunately, it's something we all have to live through. Sadly. Just this past week she was made to stay in a hospital room. As her condition has gotten worse. So, this is the first time I have gotten to see her. I pulled up to the hospital, making my way through the front entrance and over to the receptionist's desk. Can I help you, sweetie? Yes, I am here to see my mother. Okay, what's her first and last name? Ren. Ren Fairland? Hold on one second. Your mom is in room 1013. Thank you. I smiled, making my way over to the stairs, but was cut off by a maintenance guy coming out. Sorry, miss, but the stairs are closed. We need to make a few repairs to them. You will have to take the elevator. The elevator? I tried to think back to the last time I used an elevator. It has never been one of my favorite things to do. For some reason, ever since I was a little girl, I have been scared to death of elevators. I tried to think back to when I last used an elevator, but the thought slipped my mind. I wasn't sure if it was from a bad experience I had as a little girl or what but all I know is that I didn't like them. Excuse me miss. I jumped, turning around seeing a man that stood at about 6 feet tall. He looked about in his 40s, with slick back dark hair, and piercing blue eyes that of a gentleman. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I just have a lot of things on my mind right now. That's all. I see. So are you going up? Yeah. I smiled at him as he pressed the up button. I'm sorry if I startled you. No, it's okay. I'm going through a rough time, that's all. The elevator ding, opening up its doors. I jumped in fear, not expecting it. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I stepped into the elevator, behind the man. What floor are you going to? 10th. The man pressed the 10th floor button. The doors in the elevator came to a closing, causing a loud thud noise. I once again jumped out of my skin. At the top of the elevator were the numbers of the floors we were passing. First floor, second floor, third floor. By the time we got to the fourth floor, the elevator started to slow down. Why is it slowing down? Is it supposed to do that? The man didn't respond. He looked up at the numbers of the floors we passed with a weird look on his face. I was looking out of all the corners of my eyes, being scared something was going to happen. The elevator lights flickered on and off. When the lights came back on, my heart started racing. The elevator made a loud thumb coming to a stop in between numbers. Uh. Calm down. I'm sure everything is fine. Probably just a malfunction. I'm sure they can fix it easily. 
He pressed the 10th floor button again, but pressing it didn't seem to get it to move. He raced over to the emergency phone, calling for help. Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? When no one answered, he got frustrated. Pulling the phone out of the emergency box, throwing it across the elevator. The phone landed close to me, but luckily it didn't hit me. I'm taking it. No one answered. We're stuck in here. Please, tell me you're kidding. I wish I was. Well, over time someone should know we are in here, right? So, they will have to come to get us out. Let's hope. R1. The lights in the elevator have shut off. It's cold in here now. I have rolled up into a little ball in the corner of the elevator to try and stay warm. I have learned that the man's name is Jack. The only light in the elevator is from the mini flashlight Jack has on his keychain. Those look a lot like maintenance keys. They are. I do maintenance at other hospitals. Well, it's a good thing you have those. We probably wouldn't be able to see our hand in front of our face if it weren't for- Shut up! He started pacing the floor. Look, I'm sorry about that. I need my medication and I'm stressed. Are we going to die? No, I'm not. Now please, Alexis, hand me the phone. I handed Jack the phone, giving him a weird look. What? I never told you my name. When you told me yours, you said mine wasn't important. How did you know my name? Not saying anything, Jack bent down, trying to reconnect the phone to the emergency box. I sat in the corner watching him, trying to figure out how he learned my name. Not being able to get it to connect, he started beating on the side of the elevator and cursing at the phone. What the hell was that? I pushed my legs up closer to my chest. The elevator has a lock on the cord. We're hanging from it. The longer the elevator stays here, the weaker it's going to get. The way I look at it, we got five hours. My heart stopped in my chest. I couldn't swallow. It felt as if my eyes were going to pop out of my eye sockets. From what he had just said. No, this can't be it. It can't end like this. I don't want to die in here with some stranger. I thought to myself, hour two, you should try the phone again. No. No? Trying anything is better than nothing. Maybe so, but I have tried two times. It's not going to work if I try again. Well, what can we do? Jack caught up out of his corner, making his way over to me. He bent down to my level, grabbing me by my shirt, pulling me up to his gaze slamming my head hard against the side of the elevator. Tell me something. Yeah? I try to not make eye contact with him. Do you value your life? Um, I guess so. I can't complain. No, that's not an answer. I'm going to ask you again. This time I want a straightforward answer. Do you value your life? The words were echoing through my head and everything seemed to be in slow motion. 
I guess I was thinking back on all the things that have happened in my life. My dad leaving my mom, my mom getting sick, my first kiss, and all of my ex-boyfriends that weren't worth a damn when most of them used me. I thought about how I should have listened to my friends when they told me they were cheating on me. I thought about the mental breakdown I had when I lost my last job. My life seemed to have more downs than ups. The question shouldn't have been that hard to answer, but overall, I just enjoyed living. I looked at Jack straight in his bright blue eyes and said, Yeah, I do. He let go of my shirt and made his way back over to his corner, turning the flashlight off. Now, I was starting to get even more scared. Why would he turn the flashlight off? I pulled my jacket over me, crawling back into my ball, hoping he just stayed on his side. I would be fine if we didn't talk at all anymore. As the hours pass, he seems to be getting worse. After the little altercation we had, from what I can see of him, he seems to be twitching every so often. I don't know why, but what I do know is that those bright blue eyes that I thought were innocent are now not so innocent. Hour 3. Jack, are you awake? I crawled out of my corner, looking for Jack's keys on the floor, but I wasn't able to find them for some reason. I guessed that he put them in his pocket when he turned the flashlight off. I military crawled around the elevator until my hand touched his body. I jerked it away, not wanting to wake him. Carefully, I reached my hand back out, sticking it into his coat pocket. I jerked back again, afraid that he woke up. But luckily, it was just the elevator creaking. I have never been so happy to hear such a terrifying sound. I once again reach my hand out into his jacket pocket to come across his keys. I pulled the keys out, turning on the flashlight. I wasn't going to wait around any longer. I was going to find a way out of here. I shined the light up top of the elevator, noticing there was a hatch at the top. The only thing I needed was a key to unlock the hatch. The hatch? Why didn't he mention anything about the hatch? I thought to myself, after all, he was a maintenance guy. He should have known the hatch was there. I of course didn't because of my phobia of the elevators and not being in one for a while. Another thing that bothered me was that he didn't even bother to try the phone one more time. I'm not sure, but I'm starting to think he somehow planned this the whole time. I turned around shining the light where Jack was laying, but he wasn't there. I turned back around, getting hit in the face falling to the floor and dropping the flashlight. The light landed on its side, pointing at Jack. I could feel my nose dripping out blood. When I looked up, I wasn't surprised to see Jack standing over me with the phone in one hand. I got to give you some credit. I thought you would have died of fear from being in this damned elevator. But here I am finding you trying to escape. You have shocked me. You jackass! I got up running after him. But he sidestepped, grabbing me with one hand by the neck and the other by the arm, strangling me, lifting me in the air. You know it's a pity it's come to this, but it has to be like this. 
Otherwise, you'll never get over your fear. What are you told? Darkness overcame me. Our four. Wake up. I opened my eyes halfway, noticing everything was blurry. I shut them, shaking my head to reopen them. My head felt like a thousand pounds. Everything was dark, but I could feel that my feet were tied up with something. I lifted my head to look at my feet, noticing that I was hanging upside down in the elevator shaft. Jack was on the ladder beside me. Help! Someone, please help me! Shh! No one can hear you, but if you want to tear your vocal cords, keep yelling. Jack, please get me down! I'm sorry, but I just can't do that. I'm giving you two options. So, I guess you can say it's a 50-50 chance in a way. You can choose to live by using your human instinct and figure way out of this. Or, you can just hang there and let the elevator come up, squashing every bone in your body like a fly. He climbed up the ladder, going into the open elevator doors. I started swinging back and forth, lifting with every swing, grabbing the rope connected to my feet. I tugged down on the rope, trying to get it to release my feet. But it wasn't giving way. I let go of the rope and as I did the elevator kicked on. As the elevator approached me, I noticed the hatch of it was still opened. I braved up, sticking my body out straight and angling it just right to land inside the hatch. The rope I was dangling from snapped. When I fell through the hatch, I heard the elevator ding. The elevator had reached the 10th floor. I grabbed the phone that was still laying on the floor and got up. When the doors opened, I saw Jack walking down the hall. I ran after him with the phone, hitting him in the back of the head, causing him to fall to the ground. He landed on his palms, quickly rolling over and trying to kick me, but I sidestepped it and hit him in the face, busting open his nose and making his mouth bleed. Some of his blood splashed on my face. It made me happy to see his whole face covered in blood. Even though he was bleeding badly, he didn't give up. He got up throwing a punch at me. I ducked under the punch, wrapping the bone wire around his neck, dragging him off down the hall back to the elevator. Come on, Jack, isn't this what you wanted? Didn't you want to kill me? I pressed the elevator down button and some hospital staff ran over to us trying to pull us apart. Get security in here now. We need security. The elevator doors opened up and Jack squirmed getting free, shoving me in the elevator, hitting the ground floor button. He grabbed me by the hair, ramming my head into the side of the elevator time and time again. Blood began to cover my eyes and I was losing conscience. You dumb bitch. I don't know how you escaped, but that was your last mistake. The elevator hit its destination, opening up to the parking garage. Jack grabbed me by the hair, dragging me out to the parking lot, throwing me down. Now, are you going to stay down here and die like a good girl? What did I ever do to you? Why do you want me dead? Jack did a weird contorting with his body, reaching into his pocket and pulling out a pocket knife. It's not what you did to me. It's what I'm going to do to you. I'm going to cut your face off and make sure it's engraved in this elevator. You'll wish you would have never even made it out alive.
I started to crawl back toward the cars away from him looking to see if I could see anything to hit him with, but instead, I got up casually and wasn't able to run. The elevator doors behind Jack opened up again, exposing two security guards. What's going on here? Jack stood over me with his knife. I pointed to him but fell overhearing the sounds of gunshots. I woke up in the same room with my mom, who was still out from chemo treatment. Good. A man wearing a suit with brown hair and brown eyes standing about six feet tall and a bearded face made his way over to me. It was easy to tell he was a detective. Glad to see you are awake, miss. Can you explain to me how you know this man? He handed me a picture of a man who was wearing an all-white insane asylum suit. The man was Jack. That's him! That's the man that tried to kill me. Turns out you weren't his first victim, ma'am. This is Jack Ewing. He's known for stalking his victims and killing his victims in some way or another involving an elevator and plastering his victim's face in the elevator wall. He escaped from the mental intuition a few weeks ago. We've been trying to trace him ever since. Just so happened the staff on this floor called security and caught him in the act. I fell back asleep shortly after talking to the detective. Everything seemed like a bad dream. If it wasn't for the staples in my head to remind me of what happened, I wouldn't have thought it was real. Not only do I fear elevators even more now, I fear hospitals that have very few security measures. Jack said I would never get over my fears. It turns out he made them worse. He didn't just make them worse. He humiliated me making me feel worthless, suffering from PTSD disorder. After my mother passed, I try and avoid hospitals the most I can. I also always take the sterile now, when I can. I guess for now on, she'll take the stairs! <laughs> <laughs> the old boy that tried to get me in my elevator here is hanging from my ceiling in the water! <laughs> Anyways, if you liked what you heard tonight, don't forget to hit that bell icon and the follow button to continue hearing stories just like this. I'm the Spectre, broadcasting from the Warplayer of Twisted Tranquility. Until next time, minions.